defending these celebrities being panned for their Ukraine-Russia comments and exploring life after a plea deal for Netflix Cheers Jerry Harris are the two main topics for this edition of News Live Chat. For those of you who are new, my name is Nick Zangle. Thank you so much for being here and make sure to say hello in the chat or comment sections wherever you are tuning in from. Quick note before we go on, right when it's about to go live, as you can hear, a gardener decided to show up during this time, which they normally don't, and my fridge started to turn on. So in the next few seconds, they should both be gone, hopefully, in a few seconds. So I'm going to stall just a few seconds and let more people come in and, and join the live chat. I'm going to check a rumble just to make sure everyone's good there. And I'm just going to wait a few moments before they go away. Um, so I think that I just thought that was funny um, how um, it's just how that works sometimes. All right, let's make sure everyone's good. All right, looks like everything's good on Rumble and YouTube, and it sounds like the gardener is is walking away. So I think we're going to jump right in right now. So there were three distinct instances of celebrities commenting on the Ukraine-Russia situation that we are going to get into right now, including what they said slash did, my defense of them, and calling out some of the people reacting to what these three celebrity instances did. So let's get into first what happened in each instance. So first, Joy Behar was on The View giving her take as she does as that's her job, on the Ukraine situation in a very short segment within that episode of that day. And she basically said, when it was her turn to talk, that she's already been waiting a couple years and delayed trips already because of the pandemic to Europe and specifically the country of Italy for a few years now. And she now might have to delay that trip again because of the instability in the region as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, people took her comment as her being this elitist person and saying that her vacation is the only thing that's having an effect on her because of this conflict. And so we're going to get to the more, more of the context of this situation in a moment, but basically all the headlines that were against Joy all took this less than one minute segment of airtime quote of hers and framed it as her basically saying that her biggest sacrifice and the only thing she's worried about is her precious vacation to Italy. But we'll get into more of that in a second. But next was Annalyn McCord, who is an actress, activist, model, who penned and then emotionally recited a poem on her social media account, basically saying that she wishes she was Vladimir Putin's mother, who's the president of Russia, who is planning and, and gave the go-ahead for this attack on Ukraine because she thinks her way of mothering as opposed to Putin's mother would have prevented him from becoming a person that would do such a thing as invading another country or and what she described as an evil kind of dark power in the world. And then finally, we had the Kirstie Alley situation, which was a little bit more closely tied to the Ukraine situation. And we'll get into that in a second. But basically, her tweet was that she said there's a lot of conflicting information coming out about the situation as it's unfolding and that she didn't know what to believe, so she's just going to stay quiet and instead pray. Well, her professional dancing partner on Dancing with the Stars from many years ago, Max Schmerkowski, is actually Ukrainian and he was in Ukraine 
as this situation was unfolding and only as of yesterday he made it out of or made it back to los angeles with his his partner pita and he was able to get out of ukraine to poland and then i think catch a flight from there to the united states but he basically responded to kirsty saying we don't need you praying if you don't know what to believe you need to keep the same energy you had when it when they were close during dancing with the stars during hurricane sandy when uh kirsty alley was organizing trucks of aid to send people there and he basically urged her to remember what she would say to him about helping the innocent who are suffering so that's basically the gist of each uh, each of the three situations but now let's get into my defense of them because a lot of people aren't defending them and kind of the fallout and some reactions to this so uh, first, defending their right to speak freely and accept the consequences of doing so, more specifically in this situation because the conflict is about Ukraine having this Western democratic ideal, which is what we're being told is the reason why Russia doesn't want them to be independent because they don't have as much control over them when they're a sovereign, independent nation with these kind of Americanized democratic ideals and that's what we're being led to believe is what it what they're fighting for there's a lot of layers to this i understand but just in this context in this for this argument that's what we're going to say but i also defend them these three being open about where they are coming from whether they exposed that by choice or not because now they can learn and do things different moving forward with similar situations or they can not learn from this and keep doing the same thing and now we can kind of set our own boundaries with these celebrities and kind of if we talk about them, if we support them or whatnot, based on where they stand and what, what we believe is kind of the line that we can draw. Also in their defense, something like war, which is what this appears to be, um, even though some people are, depending on which side you're on or who you're believing and where you're getting information, may be believing that this isn't, this isn't a war or this is a reclaiming or whatever you want to call it, but... It's one of those hard things, especially in today's social media climate, where there is a very low, if if not non-existent bar barrier to entry to blast your every thought to virtually everyone in the world at any moment. And so it can feel a little helpless in these situations because you can't physically be there. Maybe you can't give money or, or things to people or go and help fight, but sometimes the only way you feel like you can help is to speak up somehow and these three instances were three very different instances of people speaking up and doing just that so now to kind of each instance giving a little more context and kind of more in-depth defense and, and not defense of each situation in my opinion so first let's go back to joy behar who is on a show where they give daily hot takes and hot topics so it's a, it's a very easy place to go if you need to find some controversy or something to disagree with or agree with or find some something to be mad about. So it's, it's very easy to do that. That's why The View seems to always be in the news. And this soundbite from her was the one that everyone picked up and it went around everywhere and caused quite the stir. But the others on the panel during that segment were giving more serious takes on this. And it appears that Joy didn't disagree with any of them. So like that show is if everyone just said the same opinion on the panel it'd be more boring sometimes it happens but uh joy didn't disagree with them she was just trying to give a different take on this and obviously more personal to her and it appeared as if this was her only thought on the topic but 
later in that segment, she did say some more serious stuff, basically saying and calling out the American people who are supporting what President Putin is putting out there. And basically, she's panning the people who are on Russia's side in America and, and vocally speaking out in that, in that way. So it was a selective comment taken by some opportunists looking for any and every reason to criticize Joy Behar in this very hypersensitive moment in, in the world and in history. And while I see that it does appear she was kind of being selfish and only concerned with herself, I don't think I can fault her for wondering how this will affect her because I think everyone in moments like this wonders how this it'll it'll affect them personally no matter where you are in the world. And I think the only sign of someone's intentions as far as being only selfish is if that is if the only thing that they talk about is if how it affects them in a way that's a little superficial. But also people were taking Joy's comments as her commenting about a vacation. And they were conflating her using the term trip with vacation. Now, vacation to me means it's a luxury. You're kind of going on your own with your partner or your kids or whatever. And I think people took this angle to make this story even worse on Joy Behar. But she didn't specify why she was actually going to Italy. From my understanding, she is Italian. So she could be visiting family, maybe some older family members that maybe might not be around for as long. And especially in the light of the pandemic, maybe wants to go visit them even more now and is frustrated that she can't because she may miss the chance to see them before maybe they pass or whatnot. And I think family is an important thing to go visit if you can. And so I understand why people were conflating her kind of this quick take from her as a, kind of a selfish elitist comment. But when I kind of sat back and thought about it more, uh, she probably just wasn't very clear on what her reasoning for going, which she shouldn't have to say why she's going on a trip but anyways also her comment about planning a trip and it being disrupted does matter because a lot of places rely on tourism to stay afloat and especially after the pandemic as joy pointed out the reason for her delaying her trip for a couple of years even already those places can't afford to take more hits in their region and i think we are all seeing the effects of the instability and now the sanctions against a country who we now know very loud and clear now, even if you didn't know before, we now know how reliant the whole world was on Russia and kind of mostly in the energy department. But I'm preparing kind of more thoughts on that related more to the conflict and the American handling of this or involvement in in kind of sequence with the State of the Union from President Biden and then some other thoughts on recent view scandals as well. So make sure to subscribe or do whatever you do or revisit the channel in the coming days for those videos that are coming out and I've been working on them for a while so they'll be coming very soon but let's go to Annalyn McCord now so the first thing I thought when I saw this which by the way if you didn't know who Annalyn McCord was because I had seen her name and seen her face a lot of places but I didn't really know where she was from so she was on the show Nip Tuck and which I knew that show but I never watched it and then the 90210 revival on the CW a few years back she's a model and she's an activist but the first thing I thought when I saw the video of her reciting this poem and the reaction to it was, I was thinking, okay, <clears throat> this was her way of trying to help the situation, as I stated earlier, as far as some people think the only way they can help is just to say and speak up at something. But this clearly was not a way of, for her to make things worse. She wasn't trying to make inflame or whatever the situation. But I also thought, well, not everyone has the means to help directly, but 
I came to find out upon further research that Anna Lynn is actually known for being an activism on top of her acting and modeling and has done a lot of charitable work. So someone with a platform like hers and is known for charitable work clearly probably has some connections that the average person may not have and clearly has a platform because this video gained a lot of attention and grabbed a lot of headlines. And so it was kind of, it didn't really fit my defense earlier a little bit of people, some people only having their voice to, to help. But she later then did an interview with Buzzfeed where she was trying to explain more of what she meant by this poem that she was looking at it through her own lens of under different circumstances, she may have been an evil power in the world, potentially like President Putin. And in that article, they then point out her past instances doing similar things that didn't get as much attention, but are now in light of this recent comment getting more attention, including her comments on the George Floyd killing by Officer Derek Chauvin, where she did a video in 2020 directed to President Trump at the time, where she said that she actually blames Officer Derek Chauvin's education and community for failing George Floyd. So this kind of further supports her critics saying that this was a selfish and attention-seeking ploy on her on her behalf. But I do think it put, it may put people's um, attention on taking more serious the impact one has on children in general because clearly it stays with people or has the, the very high potential of staying with people for the rest of their life, potentially leading down a path of destruction and in extreme cases, like this with President Putin, become a later in life head of state and act on some of their, what most people would consider kind of evil, really destructive, inhumane urges in them. So I think overall with Anna Lynn, the timing, delivery, and kind of this revisionist angle to her poem is what I think garnered the most criticism, preventing some of the most vocal critics of hers to be able to see past the raw and real message she was trying to say behind her poem. And we can argue that if you have to explain yourself in a poem or a piece of art after, then the point you were trying to make kind of fell flat the first time, or just let people think what they think and just leave it at that. So third, we are back to Kirstie Alley versus Max Smirkowski. So in this case, I do get that obviously war is a sensitive subject which is why I get why Kirsty is saying, I don't know what to believe, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to pray for whatever. She may, maybe should have been a little more clear on what she was praying about. And she's an American. And I also get why Max, on the other side, is passionate, emotional, and serious about this situation because he is a Ukrainian in Ukraine as this was unfolding. Of course, now he's safe here in America, back home, back with his, his partner and his wife. But uh, I also thought, well, we can say... Max shouldn't really be spending his time fighting with Kirstie Alley on this issue as he's in his own home country fighting for their, their sovereignty because when this feud was going on, he was still inside the country. But we can also say him pointing out this feud is actually getting more attention on, on the situation. So it kind of works both ways. But it's, it's not what – he shouldn't be focused on what someone in the United States is saying – but if Ukraine is asking for help from the United States and other countries, then it probably is hurting his morale and others to see people with big platforms who get a lot of attention 
kind of bowing out of involvement or saying anything when they need as much support as possible. Or potentially Kirsty is is um, undermining the narrative, the true narrative of the Ukrainians, if everything is true, and confusing more people, potentially getting people to kind of bow out of support. Now, it's also another thing if someone voted for someone or something directly contributing to the current situation, and I can see how that it feels helpless or like a betrayal. And in Kirsty's case, Max said this was a change of stance from for Kirsty because of what they had talked about when they were both on Dancing with the Stars together. So I can imagine this change of stance by her, or at least moderating it, may have triggered him too as a kind of a perceived betrayal or abandonment in a time when he needed people the most. But also on the kind of I don't want to say anything because I don't know what to say stance from Kirsty. Is it better to say you'll say nothing going forward or just don't say anything? Because at least if she didn't say anything, maybe Max could uh, give her the benefit of the doubt or at least wouldn't have as much to go on to assume anything and kind of just let her be. But the fact that she said something without saying something kind of in, probably indicated to Max that she was following the situation but wasn't willing to like jump all the way in and help. I don't know. But one example supporting Kirsty's confusion in reporting of what's going on in this conflict is the story out of Snake Island in Ukraine, which the story goes, most people are saying the beginning part true, which is that there was a verbal interaction between a U Ukrainian troops on an island, which was approached by a Russian warboat. And basically the video and the tape that came out was the Ukrainians basically saying, go F yourself, Russian boat. But what is conflicting is what happened after that. Some are saying that the island and the, the troops on the island, the Ukrainian troops, were blown up by the Russians. And then others are saying the Russians actually captured those soldiers and now they're prisoners of war, basically. So there's kind of confusion on that part. So that's, I think, what kind of, I hope Kirsty was kind of saying, which is there's kind of these mixed messages coming out of everything because it's war and there's a lot of probably propaganda and a lot of morale building trying to get morale building on certain sides. But then also what's interesting is Max was supposed to be in his home country fighting for his country while attacking someone in a country that you are supposed to be fighting for the same idea for, for your home country. So, and also I think giving aid for a natural disaster versus a human caused war are not exactly comparing apples to apples, but I think Max was right on the spot saying the principle that Kirsty had stated previously of helping innocent people who are hurting might be a more consistent message um, and kind of go with that, keeping the same energy plea from Max to Kirsty. And I think it is different when it is your home country that is is the one under attack and you're there and you're on the ground, which is, I think, why Kirsty was probably more apt to help with Hurricane Sandy relief. And Max is so passionate about this conflict with his home country of Ukraine. So like I said before, Max has now left Ukraine. He went to Poland. Now he's back in the United States. Uh, he apparently, there was reports that he had been arrested somehow on his way out of the country. We don't really know what's going on with that, whether they arrested him because there's a lot of suspicion and, and a lot of stops going on and they just wanted to make sure he wasn't an enemy um, or that he was leaving, being uh, that he's supposed to be fighting age and staying in his country. I don't know, but... We could question why Max is leaving if it is true men of a certain age are being forced to stay and fight in the country. Another point to Kirsty's point, which is the report was that 
certain people can't leave the country, but now we see Max might be in that group leaving the country. But overall, some general thoughts on Ukraine and the ties to from Ukrainian people to Hollywood and America is very interesting because over the years, Ukraine and Russia have been very much in the dialogue of Americans, whether it's related to impeachments of presidents or implications of future presidents or now presidents or a lot of Hollywood people from America either having children or being in relationships with Ukrainian people. Um, maybe the ties to Ukraine, America, and Hollywood is not a coincidence because so many have ties there, but we'll have to see and kind of wait for this to play out a little more. But let me know what you think of all this. Anything to add wherever you were able to comment. And if you saw any other celebrity reactions that caught your eye, that maybe I'll do a part two or three on this because this conflict is not going anywhere anytime soon. But make sure if you are watching this as a YouTube segment standalone video to tap or click the screen next to me for more related videos about to this or head to the description box on YouTube to get some more content related to this type of thing. So with that said, let us keep going. Now to an update to the Jerry Harris story. You may have already seen me touch on this via the community tab on my channel, but we will go into what this means for Jerry and his victims, plus an eerie update to a similar story that could indicate what Jerry's future might look like should he be sentenced and be released from jail at some point. So first, the update. So originally in 2020, when Jerry was first charged with seven counts related to underage sexual interactions with, with minors, Jerry pleaded not guilty. But a few weeks ago, he changed his plea to guilty on two counts out of the seven as part of a deal with the prosecutor to get the other five charges dropped after sentencing on these new charges in a few months. Now, his lawyer said after this news broke, Jerry thought his behavior was okay because the competitive cheer world overlooked this type of behavior too often for too long and claimed Jerry grew up in the sport a victim of this behavior, therefore he didn't know it was wrong. He reportedly, though, is seen counseling while behind bars, and the lawyer's statement also said that Jerry is taking responsibility for his actions and publicly conveys his remorse for the harm he caused to the victims and will spend the rest of his life making amends for what he has done. Now, the charge for child porn possession will carry between 5 to 20 years per count, and the travel between states for purpose of engaging in sex with a minor charge could be up to 30 years who knows if he, if he serves them concurrently or back to back. We'll have to see what, what goes on with sentencing in a few months. But we've been covering this story since it broke, approaching almost two years now, from the initial FBI raid to the arrest to the charges for Jerry. And then later, the more cheer people in the cheer world being implicated in this situation to then how Netflix covered the story in season two of their hit show Cheer, where Jerry was featured to now Jerry pleading guilty to the charges. And later I will link you to those past videos I have if you wanna catch up on what I've said so far. But now I've had a little time since this plea made headlines a few weeks ago to simmer on what this means and the timing of it related to after season two aired. So let's start with the statement from Jerry's lawyers because this may help answer our questions we've had and some of his teammates had on the cheer season two uh, episodes 
of wondering, was there something growing up leading to Jerry thinking this was okay or behaving this way? And according to the statement, he himself was a victim of this type of behavior growing up in the sport. Now, I don't think that's an excuse, but more of a reason that gives a little more clarity to the situation and could help us prevent this in the future, meaning let's change the culture in the sport so this doesn't keep happening and the, and the cycle ends. And clearly still doesn't make this any of this okay. The silver lining though is, like I said, this story gaining so much attention in the cheer and sports entertainment world hopefully will signify some changes to the environment for the children growing up in the sport and then further emphasize the need for responsible parenting and adult interactions within the industry and the sport similar to the USA Gymnastics. And as far as the timing of this plea deal versus the release of Netflix Cheer Season 2 where they touched on this, uh, I think it could be just a coincidence that the plea deal came kind of in this time. I don't know. I have to look more into the, the timing of that, but it just seems a little interesting. Maybe they saw the, the public reaction and that had some influence on it. I don't know. Or they were just waiting to see how Netflix uh, did this and if there were any new accusations maybe to come out there. But now to the actual plea deal. So I have mixed thoughts on the plea deal thing in general because if the prosecutor charged people or charged someone because they can prove that the person is guilty on all those counts, which is how it should be, why let someone off on a few of the counts to have them plead guilty on the others? Especially if he is saying he is he originally said he wasn't guilty. I get Jerry is, is the one who did all these things to get him charged in the first place, but this indicates to me either some of the charges maybe weren't a solid win for the prosecutors or they were all just trying to get this over with and not spend any more money and resources on a trial and the potential fallout from that and the circus surrounding that. I also get that and then you, you have there's this initial reaction to want to fight charges if you think you're not guilty. But to me, if he is now changing his plea to guilty to get off on some charges, it doesn't leave me completely satisfied with the justice system. And maybe this is more of a conversation about lessening the penalty for these charges if the concern was too many years behind bars for this young man. But does this also mean he knew he was guilty from the from the initial word of investigation where Jerry started acting weird and that was what kind of led him to not be let out on bail? Who knows? But also, I believe if you are charged, you should get a fair trial. And the system here, whether it be because of expenses or the public interest in this might be making it hard to go to trial and get a fair one. That whole thing may be having Jerry be more inclined to take the plea deal instead of getting his day in court to prove his innocence. And so then after that, I thought, well, maybe this is better for Jerry and the family accusing him of, of things and all the victims to not have to live through the trial or take the stand for, for witnesses and to kind of prevent the media circus that would surround it from happening. But then again, I remembered Jerry's still facing an ongoing lawsuit with the people and the family, the two boys and the mom, making the allegations that sparked the investigation from the FBI that led to these charges. So we'll see what happens. I have a lot of mixed thoughts on, on that whole situation and just the justice system in general regarding plea deals. But finally, on the charges themselves, I ask myself this. Should someone get 
lesser a lesser sentence for confessing to a crime they're charged of and given a chance to prove themselves and that they've changed rather than maintain they are innocent and go through the whole process and serve time to come out the other side still maintaining that they were innocent. And so this is where the former congressman from New York, Anthony Weiner's story comes in. Now to refresh your to refresh your memory, he was the one that resigned from Congress in 2011 for images that surfaced that he had sent via Twitter to a woman. And later in 2017, he was then charged with sending obscene material to a minor and was then released in 2019 after serving some time for that. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up now is because of the recent appearance he made on Fox News's Hannity, which I happened to turn the channel right before this this um, segment aired to catch this. And boy, was I glad I did because it was awkward and shocking to say the least and immediately made me think of Jerry's situation and maybe what his future looks like. So um, Anthony was on to promote his radio show with Curtis Sliwa, who just ran for New York mayor, who is the guardian angel guy with the beret on. And when Sean Hannity asked Anthony if he was a changed man after the jail time, he didn't really give a yes or no answer. Now, he gave kind of a politician's roundabout answer to not have to answer the question, which when you are referring to a sex-related crime, you might want to say yes if you're trying to sway the public opinion. But I also appreciated, even though he sounded like a politician, Anthony's honesty and not just saying yes because he feels like he had to. And maybe that was the sign he had changed, that he didn't just say yes to try to get the, the heat off of him. But later, Sean pressed him more because Sean was surprised, as many of us were, and probably caught off guard by a guest he was trying to help out and give a second chance, coming on his show and basically implying that maybe he hasn't changed. Um, but, and especially related to like crimes re regarding minors and sexual things. But anyways, Anthony then kind of went on to say, that he wants the public to judge for themselves if he's been changed or not with his actions going forward. So I thought that was a fair point. But how does this relate to Jerry? So although they aren't completely the same situation with Anthony Weiner and Jerry Harris, it shows though if you are if you serve the time after you've been found guilty and you come out the other side to people willing to give you a second chance and another chance if you've proven that you've changed and from the lawyer's statement about Jerry, it looks like he's trying to change. And, and what we saw on Cheer Season 2 where he sent a letter indicating he wants to learn from this and do better and help people through this um, to Monica, his coach. Then it appears Harry, or Jerry is trying to learn from this and continue to try to make it right however he is able to. So with that said, we'll have to wait to see what sentencing looks like for Jerry in a few months and if the prosecutors will follow through on dropping the other charges. And until then, if you're watching this as a YouTube standalone segment video, make sure to tap or click the screen or head to the description box for more related videos to Jerry Harris and the like. So with that said, if you're here live and for the whole news live chat, thank you so much for tuning into this edition of it. Make sure to show this episode some love wherever, wherever you are able to to do so and wherever you are turning in from, whether that be a thumbs up or a like or an upvote or a rating, and make sure to come back for the next news live chat by subscribing, adding this as one of your favorites or following wherever you are tuning in from so you don't miss the next one. And with that said, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.